This is the Vegas Fever Podcast, talking UNLV Runner Rebels and Vegas Golden Knights. Jason and Paula here with you. Paula, how are you doing today? Good, how are you? I'm doing great. Not a whole lot to talk about on the UNLV front. Um, <laughs> a game was supposed to be played Monday, uh, and that did not happen against Pepperdine. Um, found out a- another member of the UNLV basketball team tested positive. Right after that, we found out it was Coach TJ Otzelberger who tested positive. And then right after that, they put the program on pause for two weeks. Um, Next game is going to be January 2nd against San Diego State, and they play the 2nd and the 4th against San Diego State. And I believe that's at the Thomas and Mack Center. If there's no more positive tests, the program, like I said, has been put on pause. No games. Uh, UNLV will not have played in 28 days from oh. the last time they played. One and four on the season. That's if they come back? That's if they come back. Um, they should be able... So they put the program on pause. It was the 14th, so it's two weeks of the 28th. They'll be able to get a few practices in before New Year's and then uh, going to take on a really tough San Diego State team who is really, really good this year. They lost to BYU, but they are a fantastic team. Uh, Brian Dutcher is their coach, and he has... This team every year it seems this team is really really good and up until last year they had I believe they had beaten UNLV eight or nine or ten times in a row but UNLV stole one from them last year we watched that game you uh, San Diego State was ranked fourth and that was at VA Haas Arena in San Diego and UNLV took that one that was a really really great game played by UNLV at that point uh, that was just kind of the capper to a a really good season they had fast forward this year it's a little different. Um, the Rebels have a lot of new players. They've started one and four. They haven't. They they got going a little bit in their last game against Kansas State, which, well, was on the fifth of was on the fifth of December. It wasn't their last game. They had a game after that, but they did get going uh, after the Maui Invitational and one and four now. But they haven't played, and so we're going to see what kind of UNLV team we get on the second of January, uh, and then after that. We'll be talking, hopefully, more UNLV hoops if they actually get to play. Vegas Golden Knights, we have a a date for uh, the start of the season, the 13th of January. If everything goes well, all the teams will play in their home arena, except for San Jose. Apparently, they're going to play in Arizona, and it looks like all the Canadian provinces are going to sign off except maybe British Columbia. They might not be able to sign off on the Canucks playing in Vancouver, but all the other provinces are going to sign off, so we'll have a Canadian division. We'll have uh, the American divisions, you know, the West, Central, and East, and those will be split up into eight teams each. So you have the 24 American teams and the seven Canadian teams. Camp for the Golden Knights will open on the 3rd of January. Versus the teams that didn't make the playoff bubble last year will start on New Year's Eve, so they'll have about three or four days more practice time. But the Knights will start on the 3rd for, for their little 10-day camp. There'll be no preseason games. And then we'll get right into a 56-game season uh, for the Knights starting on the 13th. Uh, primarily, they'll probably play the West and the Central, I would imagine. Scheduling has not come out. I'm sure that will come out very, very shortly because we're about three weeks away from that. And about... 11 days from some teams opening camp. So we will see a schedule 
here very shortly. It's going to be all put together. I'm sure we're going to see some back-to-backs. You're going to package in a 56-game schedule in about 118 days. And should be interesting. Uh, some news circled uh, around about uh, Henrik Lundqvist in Washington. They just signed him this past offseason, uh, short offseason from the Rangers. He spent a lot of time in New York. They signed him in Washington, and they, and they found out that Henrik Lundqvist has a heart condition, and he will not be able to play this year for the Capitals. They obviously let Braden Holby walk to the Canucks. So now they, they have goaltending, but they don't have a top-level goaltender like they've had. And the name Marc-Andre Fleury comes up again. $7 million cap hit. So the Knights would have to retain, well, the team that takes him could retain half, between half and 100%. So anywhere from three and a half to uh, seven million, the team that he goes to would take. There would probably have to be a third team involved to make the financials work. But we know that the Golden Knights had made their choice to sign Robin Leonard to a five-year deal right after the playoffs stopped for the Golden Knights, which was the Western Conference Final. So they have their goaltender. We obviously know this This was Pete DeBoer's guy. He went with him over and over and over again to no end. He Even when they were down in the series against Dallas in the Western Conference Final, he went to him, back to him, back to him. We really didn't see Marc-Andre Fleury like we should have, a lot of people say. And so we know that he can be dealt to a team if the price is right. And I think that the Capitals are going to be looking for a goaltender. George McPhee used to be the Capitals GM before he came to Vegas. He knows people there. I'm sure that they can work something out. But like I said, a third team is going to have to get involved. And a lot of people do not want to see Marc-Andre Fleury go, including the person sitting right here next to me. No, absolutely She does not want to see Marc-Andre Fleury go. But we are here today to talk about it. Because that's the purpose of this podcast, is we are going to talk about the tough stuff. Would you rather see, would you rather see Marc-Andre Fleury traded or a top six forward, such as a Marcheseau, such as a Pacioretty? And I know you're not the greatest Pacioretty guy, but but scorers that have been come up in conversation of trading, would you be okay with that? If I had to that? choose between Marcheseau and Pacioretty, I would definitely choose Marcheseau to go. Marcheseau. Whatever. Yeah. Why would you choose Jonathan Marcheseau to go? Because Pacioretty's better. Really? That's interesting. Max Pacioretty had the best, one of the best years of his career last year, 31 years old. Um, he was really fantastic at times. Jonathan Marcheseau kind of, there was times in the bubble late in the playoffs where he did disappear. But they're paying them both. I believe they both have a $5 million cap hit versus Flurry's seven. So it might be easier to get rid of them. But it's not going to be easy in general. To get rid of any of these players, but the but the Knights they made a Pacioretty. I don't understand. They did, and then traded Nick Suzuki, Thomas Tatar, and some draft picks. You know, like you said, that he had a really good season, and his name shouldn't even be coming up in conversation. It's just very confusing. I think it's the it's the it's the cap hit number. It's the amount that they're going to get paid that year. I mean, if it's five million. You know, for Pacioretty and for Marshall, so I believe in that in that area. And then Flurry is seven million. I think that's the reason why they come up. They signed a lot of these guys to bigger deals uh, a year or two ago. And what's happened now is the cap crunch because of COVID 
has crunched the cap. What See, does ev- COVID have to do well, with anything? Every Is year, that just like an excuse no, use? not in this case because every year the cap, the 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 amount that teams can spend would go up. It was at eighty one and a half million total per team last year. And it's going to stay the same. And that's because these teams haven't made revenue because they haven't since March, they haven't been able to have fans and they're making less money. So the cap did not go up. It might've gone up, uh, you know, a million or two, you know, or more. So you'd be able to do a little bit more. You have a little bit more, bit more wiggle room, but now it's the same. And the Knights are, they're, they're tapped out. They've spent everything. So what happens now is they need a little bit more room. That's why they're looking to trade one of these players. And they have their young AHL stars that they're really looking to bring along, like Cody Glass and Peyton, Peyton Krebs. Yeah, but are they going to get you to a Stanley Cup? I can't answer that. I don't know if they're going to get you to a Stanley Cup. I can't answer that. Cody Glass, that... Cody Glass is a, is a top-tier center. You know, he's young, and he got hurt last year. But he is a top-tier center. I don't know if these kids can get you to a Stanley Cup. But mixed in with some of the veterans, possibly. I think it's possible. I don't... I don't know. I think that... I don't know if it's an NHL thing or... A Vegas thing. But I certainly didn't think the team was going to change this quickly, this soon. I think that this is a lot of disloyalty. I don't agree with some of the decisions that they're making. Not that it doesn't matter what I think, but... As a fan, it is an opinion that is popular with other I don't believe what they've done to Flurry is right I don't think what they're continuing to do to him is right and if they get I mean this even goes back as far as James Neal I don't believe what over a year right was the difference the season I think he was looking for a five-year deal and they were going to give him a four it wasn't so so much money right on both their parts really being petty but um that's kind of where I feel like it started I mean, next year it's going to be the same thing with Carlson. They signed him to a big contract, and they're going to be looking to get rid of him. I think Carlson and Mark Stone are the two that they really won't touch, and I think everybody else is touchable. But That's Patch because Reddy had one of the best seasons. How? True. Why does that make sense? Very true. And on top of that, yeah, I understand there's been problems with Flurry, but he played almost every game last season because what's his face wasn't worth a shit. Malcolm Subban sucks. Well, they got rid of Malcolm Subban. I understand that, but Flurry was good enough then to hold the team up to get us to the playoffs. But now he's worth nothing. I just, I don't agree. I think it's something that we both. I don't you agree know. what they did to the coach, and then you get the coach for the Capitals. Now you're trying to send Flurry to the Capitals. I mean, it's just very shady. What coach is from the Capitals? I thought the oh, not the Capitals, the Sharks. Yes. Yeah, they, they got the we're, coach from the. Yes, the but we're Sharks. not we're not doing anything for 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 the Sharks. Yeah, my bad. We're not doing anything. Well, with I them. was just thinking the Capitals is another team. It's okay. Well, no, nobody like, really likes the Sharks, so it's fine. The Sharks. The Sharks. That's a good one. 
should copyright that. The word shart? No, for their team and like make a logo. You get right on that. Okay, I'll get on it. Anyway, I think it's something that fans and and players like, don't really understand. I'm just wondering, is this an NHL thing or is this a Golden Knights thing? No, this is a sports thing. It is a business. So the NBA, NHL, NFL, Major League Baseball is a business. I, you are you. you are in essence, okay, now this stopped a long time ago. You are property. Now you're not, but you are. And the reason why I say that is because they pay you an, an amount if they, and they expect it, this, but however, nobody's worth this type of money. These right, guys, there's I no loyalty that, I'm saying in if sports. you get rid of Pacioretty, that's going to create a huge loss in the team and they're not going to do as well. I don't believe they're going to do as well. Well, you, wa- well, you let 30-something goals walk I out. I mean, he so. usually scores... I mean, 30 goals in a season. Let's just say that over 82 games, he'll score 30 to 35 goals. Hypothetically. That's what you're going to have to walk out. So someone's going to have to make up for that production. Not one player, maybe a handful of players, but that's, that's a lot of production. That's to, to walk out. And that's a goal scorer. What, what I've told you in the past about these players relationships with these teams is there's no loyalty, and there's only – I think there's only seven or eight Golden Knights left from the first team. So only – not even three years ago. Yep. And you have a group a of, of – of, what is it? Almost 30 players down to, down to that. There has been chatter that they do not have loyalty, and it's kind of rubbing people the wrong way. It I is. have it's read that. me the wrong way. That's for sure. I mean, they told Flurry that – he Flurry told them that he wanted to retire there. That was the plan. And then they would find somebody – when it's his time, but then you cut him off in the knees. They thought Malcolm Subban was going to be the guy. I don't know and who thought that. First of all, Kelly well, McCrimmon. Well, then he needs to be fired. He should. The no, guy, they promoted him. The, in the fact, the guy didn't even know he was playing hockey until the first ten minutes on the ice, and then he was still confused. He had really good games. He had really bad good games. I think that okay. when th- there was a. Goaltending coach that was Flurry's coach in Pittsburgh, I believe. A prior his was his name. Game was only letting in four goals, and the Knights scored six. Okay, well, look, some <laughs> so, sometimes games will be like that. Flurry has had his I, share of stinkers. I understand. Okay, Mark Andre Flurry is beloved in Vegas, like he was beloved in Pittsburgh, for the reason because because he saved the Golden Knights a lot, like he saved Pittsburgh in such a short amount of time. He was beloved. He was taken in the expansion draft. They got Subban right before the like like. A week before the season, their first season, they wanted to bring him along. They couldn't bring him along. They tried. They get Leonard. Flurry was always understood that he was going to be the guy and it was going to retire unless something else came along. This business, when something else comes along, your time is up. Do you up. think Leonard is that guy? Because I don't. Yes, I do. I, don't. I do. He's, 20, he he's 29 years old. Stanley Cup playoffs. Robin Leonard is very good. Robin Leonard is totally underrated and very good. And Marc-Andre Fleury is 36, going to be 37 years old later on. I believe next year. I th- he just turned 36. He's going to be 37. You act like he's got a foot in the grave. He doesn't have a foot in the grave. But in, in athletics, unless your name is Tom Brady, you have a foot in the grave if you're if you're this age. I'm telling you. Fleury is good. But they wouldn't even play him at the fans' request. He's beloved. But that's Love. the thing that I'm trying. That's the thing. Beloved, loved, whatever you want to call it. It's not about the fans' request. The team has an operation to run, and they felt that this was better. Mm -hmm. What I've tried to explain to you is that they don't really care about what fans say. They should, though, because the fans are the ones that watch 
the games. The fans are the ones that go to the games when we can. The fans are the ones who spend money. This is true. It was just one game. They wanted to see him play once in that final round. If he doesn't get traded before the season starts, they will have a chance to see him because there will be a lot of back-to-backs. And I don't think they're going to play him unless they absolutely have to, unless Leonard gets hurt. I think the best and thing And then for, they'll need him. Well, the best thing for Pete DeBoer to do is to play them both back-to-backs. Right, like he, he did in the end of the he, season. But he didn't, though. He did. Toward the end of the year, before the bubble, before before it stopped, He was and Leonard was only on the team for a few weeks before play stopped because of trade deadline, he was playing them both. And he didn't have a choice. And then the bubble happened, you know, the stoppage happened. Then they came back and he was able to kind of carve out what he wanted to do. And he knew that Robin Leonard was the guy because Robin Leonard is younger. Robin Leonard is quicker. But however, Fleury has those intangible skills to stop the puck when needed. Sometimes Leonard lets in these little, little, little crap goals. And Fleury, Fleury does too. But Fleury knows where the posts are and he knows how to make a save. Timely. And I will agree that Marc-Andre Fleury is a Hall of Famer. He should retire as a Vegas Golden Knight. He should remain in the organization if he could. He could do a lot of things. But it's always next person up. And in sports, when you have that opportunity, what you think is a really good opportunity to bring the next person on, and you have an older goaltender that's probably that's on the last leg, you bring in that guy. They got lucky. At the trade deadline, this guy was not going to be available. And then all of a sudden he was, and they took a chance. They knew they had to move on from Subban. Subban was... Terrible. He was good at times, not good when they needed him to be. He was terrible. He was... I'll have you know. (laughs) I'll have you know, in shootouts and overtime, he's the greatest goaltender of all time, percentage-wise. He's the greatest goaltender of all time. Minimum uh, so many starts in overtime. That's because by the time overtime happened, he realized he was playing hockey. Paula doesn't like Malcolm Subban, and that's because he's. We've seen a lot of games. We've seen we've seen just about every GoldenEye game, and he has all the times that Malcolm Subban has played not been, not been the greatest. You um, already know that. Just giving a recap on that. So some things that we're looking forward to for next year, um, after the disappointment of the <laughs> bubble, I really feel like, and I still feel like. Um, to this very moment, that that Golden Knight team should have won the Stanley Cup. I really think they should have at least gotten to the Stanley Cup. They Once they ran into Thatcher Demko in the second round for, for the Canucks, yeah. they really sucked. They actually won, I believe, after Demko came in, they won two games in the final two rounds. They were up 3-1, to one, then they lost every game until Game 7, then they won one game in the Dallas series. They really were, they didn't have much confidence um, in their play. And this is a powerhouse of an offensive team. They have really good scorers. Stone and Carlson and Pacioretty. They have these guys and they just couldn't find the net. And it was a mental thing. I really feel that was so. And they really had some defensive breakdowns. So they trade Nate Schmidt. Um, first they bring in, obviously, uh, Alex Petrangelo. Uh, one of the, the, the best uh, defensemen that was on the market. One of the best defensemen in the league. They bring him over from St. Louis. They had to make room. They trade Schmidty to Vancouver, and that wasn't a, a real popular move. 
by any means. Um, but I feel like that's an upgrade defensively. I, I don't, I mean, again, the person sitting here next to me does not feel that this is so. I feel like that's an offensive, or let me say defensive upgrade for the Knights. And that should help them. They had a couple of defensive breakdowns in the Vancouver series, especially in the St. Louis series for the Western Conference Final. And so now that hopefully they'll be better on that side of the puck. But I really feel like this team, even the way it is right now, should go to the Stanley Cup Final. And there's a shortened season. You, If you keep both your goaltenders, if you somehow keep the team the way it is right now, you can rotate and you could be really good in the net. And then you have to let this team is too damn good to not win a Stanley Cup. And I'm not saying this like, who the hell am I? Because I'm a Vegas fan and we've only been in the league. This is the fourth season. They built a pedigree from day one, from year one, that we are going to be good. And they've been in the playoffs all three years. They've won two Pacific Division titles. And they've been in the Western Conference Final and Stanley Cup Final. That is a rep- developing and, and building a reputation of solid organizational hockey. This team is too good. If they keep it the way it is, they are, they should be in the Stanley Cup. I don't care if it's an 82-game season, a 182-game season, a 22-game season. This team is good. I agree. The loss of Schmidt hurts, but I, I have to tell you, Alex Petrangelo is a really good player, and I think he will more than make up for it. He's better offensively than Schmidt was, and I think he's going to make for, make up for it. Paula is not a fan of new people coming in. She just warmed up to Pacioretty. Right when we started this podcast, you should hear the crap she talks about Max Pacioretty. So now that I bring up the fact that Pacioretty could be traded potentially, no, she's I very upset. last season that I'm starting to warm on him. That's not nothing new. It took her a year and a half. He's a good player. I said he was. Alex Petrangelo is also a good player. I don't know him. Well, you're going to find out. What are you looking forward to this year? What are you looking at? What are you hoping for? I know that what we're all hoping for. Um, what are some of the things that... I'd just be happy to watch hockey and get to talk about it. Bring some hope because this year has been garbage and I don't know, maybe it'll be better this upcoming 2021 but I think there are brighter days ahead and it's always good to have sports back especially hockey you were not you were not much of a sports fan until we got the Knights which is great that you are because you have to have something in my opinion as a guy you have to you have to have a sports team that you like and you really didn't have like a great sports team no but I mean you know for me as a guy I, you know, you I like, as a person, right. it doesn't really have to I be. like sports and I like sports teams. And it's really cool that you now, you really enjoy hockey. Yeah. I wish we could be in Vegas and see all the support they get in person like we used to. But I had someone today compliment my sweatshirt. I was wearing a Vegas Golden Knights hoodie and... Some young kid asked me about it. What did he say? He said, I like your sweatshirt. Do you follow the team? And I said, yes. 
Was he from Vegas? I didn't ask him. He was putting the groceries in the car. Not a whole lot of Vegas support where we live. No. Um, I think I've seen one Golden Knight like license plate frame. Well, I mean, you that, should have took a picture of that. Yeah, well, that was when we first moved here. Oh. I believe I told you about that. I don't remember. Yeah, well, that's not exactly uh, a ton of support, but we know that VGK is worldwide, and uh, they have there's fans all over the place. Yeah. We went to a game. We went to the Hurricanes game in Raleigh, and there was a ton. Yeah. People are like, yeah, we just got off the plane and a couple hours ago. Yeah, you flew again, four and a half hours to see the goal? That's incredible to but me. But they're from Vegas, though. That's true. There's, I mean, I think there was, I mean, not, there was some fans from here that went to go see them. Because, you know, it was a very bandwagon team, first of all. Not us. No, I'm We built about... the bandwagon. Okay, anyway. What are you talking about? People who just like a team, like people who like the Patriots because they're good. People who like the Yankees when they were good. You know, who just hop on the bandwagon. Do you not know what I mean? I do know what you mean. But the first off, the Yankees are good. Okay, first off, <laughs> first off the Yankees will always be good. Okay. Okay, Bronx Bombers, baby. They'll always be good. It's incredible how much support that they get, that the Golden Knights get. From every arena, when there actually used to be fans at the arena, it's been so long since that's actually happened. But when arenas used to have fans, there was always a tremendous amount of Golden Knights support, tremendous. especially tremendous, especially from the Pacific Division road when when Vegas is the road team in the in their own division. But there is always support uh, just about everywhere that the Golden Knights go. So definitely, we both are. Absolutely hoping for another division crown. This time it'll be the West division, not the Pacific, because they've rebranded for 2020, 2021. Um, so hopefully another Pacific crown and a high seed in the playoffs and a Stanley Cup final berth. That is something that we, I mean, who doesn't look forward to that or hope for that as a hockey fan as a as a fan of a team but this team in particular like i'm not talking about you know buffalo or i'm not talking about new jersey i'm not talking about you know minnesota this team can do it so that's what we're hoping for and that's definitely something that we'll be looking forward to again camp will open on the third for the golden knights and then the season will open on january 13th we'll look forward to a schedule and some more announcements about the upcoming nhl season we will be looking forward to UNLV running Rebels. And everyone, have a happy holidays. Happy and healthy holiday season. It's Christmas in five days. And oh, man. So, Christmas in even five if you days. don't celebrate, or just stay safe. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year to everybody. We'll be talking to you in the new year. Um, we'll be talking more Golden Knight stuff. We'll be talking more UNLV. Hopefully they'll have a game. First game of 2021 on the 2nd of January against San Diego State. And uh, that's about all we have. Be sure to leave your questions, comments, outbursts, concerns, anything that you want to talk about. And everybody have a happy, healthy, Merry Christmas, New Year. And we'll talk to you again. This has been the Vegas Fever Podcast. Have a good day.